Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Trash Bin Kids podcast. We're your hosts, Damian Rivera and Jackie, aka the little Chinese kid in the New York Yankees cap in Big Pun's It's So Hard music video. <laughs> what? Did you actually write that down? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Join us every week as we pour over the media that warped our minds and molded us into upstanding mutant citizens we are today. We'll pick apart old favorites, current obsessions, and all the glorious trash in between. And today, we will be discussing... The Godzilla vs. Kong movie that mm-hmm. just came out like a week and a half ago. I was very excited for this movie. I've been yeah. waiting for this movie since they announced it. Yeah, every time got, uh, the commercial came up for this movie, you just hear Damien go, hell yeah. He was so <laughs> excited. Silent, yeah, silent under my own breath. Just, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, um, you know, Godzilla is like technically like a kaiju monster. Mm-hmm. Remember when we went to Kaiju Big Battle? Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. That's definitely one of the one of the things I want to go to once things open back up again. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to a live wrestling show, mm. and I want to go to Kaiju Big Battle. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Kaiju Big Battle is set up like a typical wrestling show except everybody is in costume as if they were kaiju monsters and they build this fake city out of like boxes and like styrofoam and stuff yeah it's a fabricated city that they build in the middle of the ring so as the monsters are fighting things get destroyed yeah and there's storylines like as in with professional wrestling there's storylines that have lasted years and years where certain monsters have beef with certain monsters there's uh, mad scientists. There's monsters who are villains. Mm-hmm. Ones that are good. Ones that switch. They have a Dusto Bunny. Mm-hmm. I think I still have his card from when we went to that event. Yeah. And then there's a um, a Bear Burger or Bear Burger, who's yeah. a, a giant literally a bear and a burger. <laughs> yeah, it's a, chi- a a giant cheeseburger with bear arms. Yeah. So that was super fun. That was the first time I'd ever gone to a wrestling style event, and it just happened to be for Kaiju, Kaiju Big, Big Battle. Battle. Yeah. It was a good time. I scared you with my screaming. Oh yeah. Despite this how was loud pretty it was. early on in their relationship mm-hmm. and I've gone to concerts and shows and I don't really scream just cuz mm-hmm. but we were standing around watching what was going on and Damien just yelled out of nowhere and startled me yeah. <laughs> he he gets very into um, monsters battling I, which is why yeah. he was so excited about Godzilla vs. Kong yeah it's my jam <laughs> So, we thought that we'd give a brief summary of both creatures, kaijus. Can we come and call King Kong a kaiju? I guess now. Kaiju is a giant monster, so. Yeah. So, um, we'll do a brief summary of each one and the two movies that sort of um, are prequels to the Godzilla vs. Kong film. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we've divvied it up. Damien's going to cover uh king kong first um and then i'm gonna do a little of godzilla and then we'll meet up for the battle on the other side right so the plot to skull island kong skull island is essentially in 1973 after discovering an uncharted island in the south pacific a group of scientists and soldiers embark on a mission to explore the land that time forgot all hell breaks loose after the group drop bombs on the island in an attempt to use vibrations to map the terrain Kong, the island's guardian, doesn't stand for the disrespect and retaliates accordingly. <laughs> the disrespect! This is disrespectful. <laughs> Bombing his island. 
that sounds such like silly nonsense. Like, let's bomb this island so that we can figure out what mm-hmm. it looks like. Well, because what, what it is is in the movie, the scientists develop, they are mini bombs, but what they're supposed to do is the vibrations from the bombs map what's underneath the island. I see. Using the frequencies, the Science. sonar frequencies. And when they first talk about it, it's like, okay, there's just going to be like little like vibrating things. But as they're dropping the bombs, they're like these big, like intrusive, dangerous bombs. And that's when we're introduced to King Kong in that movie. It's like when they're flying, dropping the bombs, and you just see him swat one of the helicopters out of the air. <laughs> I That's one of the things I love about King Kong in comparison to a lot of the other Titans. And we'll talk about the Titans a little more later. But the fact that he just does stuff with, like, this sort of nonchalance. Like, he's so yeah. big, he's just, like, swatting things out of the sky with very little effort. Yeah. It's always a very funny image to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fitting towards... In the movie, they sort of go into the idea that King Kong is the protector of this island. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's almost like this... I god. guess you call him, like, a spirit... Yeah, like, they worship him as a god. I consider him kind of like a spirit guardian of this... Uh, it's hard. It's impossible to reach the island in the movie because there's a storm that completely cloaks the island. Kind of so, like a Bermuda Triangle sort kind of, of thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's impossible. It's been impossible thus far for anybody to penetrate that storm. But yeah. once you get to the middle, it is like an oasis. Yeah. So I, I see him almost as like the guardian of this this uh, dangerous island or whatever. And it's important to note that in this film. Uh, the film actually takes place in the 70s, right? 1973, yeah. yeah. So, um... Post-Vietnam. Like, fresh, freshly <laughs> off, fresh off the Vietnam War. Yeah, so this, this film technically is a prequel to both King of Monsters. Even the original, um, not the original, but the 2014 Godzilla movie that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one predates all of that, yeah. even though it was made after that first Godzilla mm-hmm. from 2014. And this isn't even the first time we've seen King Kong. Uh, we were discussing before the pod that King Kong originally came out in 1933. Yeah. The black and white version where he was a stop motion monkey yeah. for most of it. Um, and then there's like the Peter Jackson version, which that one, came I think out they, recently. I think that, that one is the most uh, true to life or re- photo re- not photorealistic but realistic in terms of having Kong portrayed as an actual gorilla. Yeah. Like that's the most anatomically correct version of King Kong I think mm-hmm. thus far. Yeah. Andy Serkis, um the guy who plays Gollum mm-hmm. in all uh, the Lord of the Rings films uh did all of the motion capture work and, yeah. and acting essentially yeah. for King Kong in that movie. He did the motion capture for uh, Planet of the Apes too. Well, and there you go. Planet, he played <laughs> he played Caesar. Oh, yes, yes. I think that, like, not to go off on a huge tangent here, but I think there's something wrong. Well, there's a bunch of things wrong with, like, the Oscars and, like, Mm -hmm. any sort of uh, film accolades that they have going around. But there definitely should be room made for actors like Andy Serkis or the actor who does a lot of the um, practical effects work. Um, He was in Shape of Water Uh, and Hellboy. Is that Doug Um, Doug Jones? Yes, it's Doug Jones. Like, both of them, for instance... Doug Jones doesn't even need makeup. Exactly. Honestly, like... But they but they're, that, they do such good jobs at bringing creatures to life, yeah. whether it's, like, just using the face capture, body capture, or, you know, putting tons and tons of makeup on their body. I mean, fucking Doug Jones had to learn... 
Castilian, Castellano mm-hmm. for um, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Because he basically narrated the whole film. Yeah. And he was in full makeup being like one of the creepiest little fantasy creatures I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And they definitely need major props. And they need to be considered for awards and things like yeah. that. Yeah. What's crazy about... Um his performance in Pan's Labyrinth is I'm I'm pretty sure that he learned all his lines just phonetically. So I don't think he knew what he was saying. He kind of just memorized the tone and the beats of mm-hmm. that language. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, which is just crazy that because, in itself. Right. Well, yeah, because what I'm saying is like it's essentially to somebody that's a non-speaker of, what, of a different language, it's all just gibberish. It's the equivalent of like, you know, trying to trying to play a character in a movie and all you're speaking is like the made-up language from lord of the rings or whatever you know what i mean like and even so he had to have some semblance of knowledge around what he was saying because he did such a good job at emoting through tons and tons of makeup practical effects like being on stilts i believe because the fawn was quite um large and then to also speak a completely different language and like play creepy play like oh i'm a nice fawn whatever but anyway so sorry we got off on a tangent imagine the fawn with a jamaican accent how weird that would be oh (laughs) god that'd be nuts it would be thank god that was not the case for this film um so back to kong skull island damian sorry i got us off of it now it's okay do you have anything else to add before i get into my godzilla that was that was my uh that was my synopsis of king of of uh, Kong Skull Island, Island, but I mean, essentially, what happens is King Kong doesn't stand for this disrespect. He starts disrespect. fucking, he fucks up the entire squadron. There's like eight survivors or something left out of a crew of like twenty people. Samuel Jackson is in the movie. He takes it personally, so he it's it turns into a kind of Captain Ahab story where he sort of seeks to personally take revenge on King Kong. Mm. Um, and then as the movie goes on, the scientists involved realize like, oh, we were the ones that were wrong. We were the ones that kind of came. Not the scientists. There's a track. Loki's in it. Loki and like, wait, what's that what? guy's name? The dude. Loki? The guy, yeah. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. He's in that. And then <laughs> he's in it. He plays a tracker. Oh, and Miss Marvel. Captain right. Marvel's okay, in so it. As so it's the, like an Avengers. Right. The entire time I thought Brie Larson was Olivia Wilde. <laughs> I was like, oh, Olivia Wilde. Like my... My sister walked in while I was watching the movie. I was like, yeah, this is boring. Like, not not the movie, but Brie Larson's performance. I think anybody could have played her. You could She could have had True. a little more personality. But I was like, yeah, you know, um, Olivia Wilde is really boring in this movie. And my sister's like, that's... Uh, Brie Larson. That's Brie Larson. I don't even know her name now that I know it. <laughs> She's like, that's Brie Larson. And I went through an hour and a half of this movie thinking <laughs> that it was Olivia Wilde. So. I will say that that is a theme throughout all three films that we'll be discussing they choose a lot of actors who are very well known mm-hmm. to play these almost meaningless roles yeah um the humans in these films serve as like narration like exposition basically yeah to explain what's happening while like cities are being <laughs> destroyed essentially yeah but it was a little weird to me that you know you have actors like Samuel Jackson in these roles. Um, and then in the following film, which I'll be discussing, we have like Ken Watanabe, who's like a big actor. Well, mm-hmm. he's an Asian American. Well, is he Asian American? I think he's from over there. He's Asian. And he's a big name actor. Um, the chick 
who plays the crazy doctor she's pretty famous eleven from stranger things like mm-hmm. they get notable people to play like mediocre parts yeah so but anyway so they spend all the budget on these big name actors they could and save, the cgi they could say well what i'm saying is they could save the budget from just hiring like whoever and just put it towards cgi like king of monsters could have had like one or two extra monsters if you didn't have like <laughs> i mean i think king of monsters had enough monsters yeah so let's discuss godzilla <laughs> So oh, I have a yeah, uh-huh. bit more facts for Godzilla because I like Godzilla. I grew up watching a lot of the older films like on VHS tape. Did I know what was going on? Yeah. No. Back in the day, it was easier to have access to that stuff because I remember being a kid. I'm only, what, like two years older than you? Mm-hmm. And I remember being able to watch those movies just on TV. I used to watch those movies all the time, just on cable. Oh. Well, no, my, my cousin, Jonathan, mm-hmm. he loved those movies. He had them on VHS tape. The we would ones. find them at, like, random, like, 99 cent yeah. stores, that kind of vibe. And so he just watched them on repeat. So I would awesome. watch them with him. Yeah. Um. So I really like Godzilla. He's my boy. Mm-hmm. But he's been around for a pretty long time. He came out after King Kong, who was originally introduced to audiences in 1933, as we discussed before. But uh, this film didn't come out until 1954. Um, and it was created by Toho Studios, I mm-hmm. believe, or the Toho Production Company in Japan. Um, basically, Godzilla is an enormous, destructive, prehistoric sea monster. Um, he was awakened and empowered by nuclear radiation. I think this is really poignant for Japan at the time because they had just gone through like the nuclear bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. And since that was like still fresh in their like consciousness, let's just say, um, Godzilla was sort of a metaphor for like the fear of like nuclear weapons and post-war anxieties. I even read something that uh, said that his the way his skin looked, like the way that they created mm-hmm. him, was also supposed to mimic people who suffered from radiation, like burns, scars, um, exposure, and it's supposed to mimic that as well. But I don't well, know the facts on that. Yeah, so that's I mean, just could, the I thing could, I read. I can see that happening. Um, and then um, if you watch earlier films of Godzilla, he's definitely like the bad guy. He is definitely terrorizing Japan. Mm-hmm. But later iterations um, depicted Godzilla as more of like a savior of humanity. Some more fun facts is Godzilla's name is actually Gojira, which is a mixture of God gorilla and Gujira, which means whale in Japan. Gorilla whale. Yeah, which is accurate, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's my nickname in the streets. Gorilla whale. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have some more fun facts. I did a little. Hit us with I fun, fun little, facts. Jackie. I did a little. I want fun. Facts. I want people to just like understand. Don't my hit boy. me with sad facts. I want fun facts. It's fun facts. Fun facts. Another fun facts. Um, American audiences might think of Godzilla based on the 1998 version of Godzilla, which mm-hmm. was set in New York and starred Matthew Broderick of all people. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Well, Japan does not agree. Yeah, but- they hate that version of Godzilla so much that they call him Gino, which uh, means that he's Godzilla in name only. Yeah. That movie has such a special place in my heart. That was like one of the one of the few like summer blockbusters that I remember from my childhood. Really? Yeah. That was a big deal when it came out. I remember that movie being very dark. Does that make sense? Like, like the, I remember like the palette? Like, the palette was very like hues of blues, like really dark. And I do remember the opening. 
where he was like an iguana essentially like swimming through the water and then like they bombed the water and he was exposed to radiation and that's what created him him or her because he has babies i was gonna say that's what i think some people had an issue with too is the fact that it was clearly a female because it laid eggs yeah you know but at, on the other hand, it could. There are some animals that are hermaphroditic that can like switch between oh. the two. I mean, it could have also been the exposure to radiation that allowed its body to reproduce. Right. So, Godzilla, who knows? That but also Godzilla, science, yeah. <laughs> and also fantasy. Gino has both <laughs> mommy parts and daddy parts. <laughs> that movie was the shit. Honestly, people are fucking haters. I don't think it's also, Godzilla's it, best moment. Though. Also, it would be the Japanese to be like, this is not really a Godzilla. I like, mean, they, but it's not really Godzilla. All right, all right. All right listen. There's even, um, I, I was reading an article where it says that there's another film that actually makes fun of the American version, the 1998 version of Godzilla, where they outright say that wasn't even the real Godzilla. It, that was a different is monster. It, is this Shin Godzilla? The one that came it out might, maybe like four or five years ago? I saw that one. That one was good. No, I don't think it was Shin Godzilla. There's another film. I think it was like an Asian, like pr- produced film, yeah. um, probably in Japan, where they feature. <coughs> they featured the Godzilla talks too much. They got, they got no. Got they featured high. Gino. Yeah. Oh, in he the, was in it. Yeah, oh, okay. but then they made it like plain that actually that monster that attacked New York wasn't the real Godzilla. Yeah. It was another like creature, another kaiju. Yeah. Because they just want to separate themselves from that version of Godzilla so That's much. Funny. It's interesting that that came out, what, 1998, like three years before September 11th. Because in the way that the original Godzilla was a, a, a commentary on the bombing of the two cities, I feel like a Godzilla movie could have been the perfect sort of commentary on like a post 9-11 war. Like, where did this thing come from? Is he the enemy? Like, oh, maybe he's well, not he really the enemy. He's clearly the enemy in that film, though. Right, but I'm just, in my mind, I'm doing revisionist history. You can, you can just write your own Godzilla version. Of write it. it. Set in like, what, 2001? In 2001. Yeah. Godzilla, Godzilla destroyed Godzilla, the World Trade Center. Right. Godzilla, Godzilla planting fake passports to cover up his trail. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, and like acting like he wasn't there. Actually, it wasn't me. Just like, Wearing sunglasses. Right. Exactly. Real conspicuous. Yeah. So the last of my quick Godzilla facts for the people at home. Um, is that Godzilla was originally supposed to be an octopus, and they scrapped that idea. That's yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Which I'm happy with because that would not <clears throat> probably have been as could popular. He, could he have gone on land? Do you think? Would that I mean, been? maybe that was the problem. Maybe they were like, "Oh wait, can he exist on land? Like, how are we gonna do this? How is he gonna emote?" Because that's one thing. It's like eventually Godzilla got to the point where like he was able to emote a bit, mm-hmm. but you know, octopus lame. Oh, when the uh, 1954 film uh, Godzilla came out, it was the most expensive movie ever to be made in Japan at the time. Godzilla's been in more than 36 movies, including the three American versions that we are sort of discussing today. And um, Godzilla has been in Avengers comics. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Godzilla has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Beow, beow. Oh, and and I, this last fact I thought was very interesting. There is an actual dinosaur that was named after Godzilla. It's a Gojira dinosaur. Mm-hmm. It's carnivorous, and it existed in what would have been the United States today uh, during the Triassic period. And those are my Godzilla facts. 
Thank you for coming to my Godzilla TED Talk. And now I guess we have to talk about King of Monsters. And I will try to summar summarize it as succinctly as Damien did. <clears throat> um, basically, the King of Monsters is a sequel for the uh, Shin Godzilla film, which Damien mentioned before. It is a sequel? I believe so, yeah. Shin Godzilla was a Japanese, was a Japanese movie. Oh, so sorry, no. Just the regular Godzilla. There's a 2014 version of right. Godzilla. Godzilla. It's the... The guy from Kick-Ass. Yeah, exactly. So and that's... Walter White. Team <laughs> yes. up. Yeah, so the, this King of Monsters is a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla. Um, this the, the 2014 movie Godzilla was more of a human story. This is all about the monsters. Lame. As it should be. Basically, Zilla, my boy, he is defending his title as King of the Titans. Basically, he's forced to do this because... Um, there is a organization called Monarch, and they are currently studying and examining and basically capturing a lot of the titans that they're that they found, like you know Mothra. They're but Jackie, ready, huh? what's a titan? A titan is like a kaiju. It's a big monster, like Mothra, like Godzilla, like King Kong. That they apparently existed way before humanity. Yes, and They've been asleep underground for a long time, but they're, like, starting to wake up. And as they wake up, they have to fight for, like, the title of, of king. Supremacy. So, because Monarch is testing um, this object called the Orca, um, which uses echo technology to change their behavior, lots of them are starting to wake up. One of the paleobiologists um, decides that she wants to be Thanos mm -hmm. and wake up all of the Titans so that they can fight and then destroy the world in order to heal it. doesn't really make much sense. But basically, um, Godzilla has to fight um, Rodan at some point um, because he's awakened first. And then that fight, no, then he defeats Rodan. And then that bitch from Monarch is like, I'm gonna wake up Monster Zero because Rodan wasn't shit and we need to have an all-out bore. Mm -hmm. We need to destroy the fucking world, which like makes no goddamn sense. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, Godzilla uh, gets his ass whooped by Monster Zero, who is actually Gojira, who has like three. Ghidorah. Sorry, Ghidorah, who has um, three dragon heads. Mm -hmm. Basically, he gets his ass whooped. He has to go back to his lair at the bottom of the water, and he's like, eh, "I'm dying, I'm so mm -hmm. weak." And then I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, and then Ken Watanabe goes down there, sacrifices himself, blows up a nuke to like superpower radiation yeah, him. Because Godzilla, I don't. Did we say this that he gets in these in these versions? He gets his power like from nuclear power, nuclear shit. Yeah, that's established. Like I said, it, it for original Godzilla. And oh, he was born of nuclear. Right, but it doesn't mean that you're powered by it. He's powered by it. Okay. And so basically, Kim Watanabe sacrifices himself. Um, this bitch uh, from the the paleobiologist decides to like use the orca to call all of the titans and awaken them all. So we have titans like springing up from like all areas of the world. There's like little the baby desert. titans. Yeah. Remember, there's that big one that looks like a. It looks like a cross between a gorilla and an elephant. Yeah. There was also one that looked like a giant spider. That was kind of like they did no yeah. They did no work for that. So they all start like descending upon Boston. So bye-bye Boston. It's not mm -hmm. going to fucking exist anymore after Fuck this. Givora is basically like fucking everything up. Godzilla's super powered. He massive. comes up. He's massive in this. Yeah. He comes up. Start, they start fighting again. And then Ghidorah still is handing like, ugh, he's giving Godzilla his ass. Like, ugh, like. 
really fucking him up. And then Mothra comes in with the save, which I was disappointed about because I wanted Mothra to like really do her thing. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. But she sacrifices herself to then superpower Godzilla Give one Godzilla. more time. Give gives Godzilla him the her, juice. Her dust. Her dust. And her juices. <laughs> and then basically he finally is able to sh- destroy Gilura. All the other titans bow down to him. And all is right with the world. Question mark, question mark. Or is it? The one thing that I don't like about this film is... Mm-hmm. One of that I don't like, but I don't agree with. And mm-hmm. I know we're not reviewing this film. But Let's do it. Like, technically, Godzilla is <clears throat> crowned the king. He gets his ass handed to him twice. Well, I guess it's whoever And he only is able to win because he gets help. He has his support team with him. Yeah. In like the the good humans. Well, okay, so And then like again uh Mothra. He right. doesn't do it of his own like brute strength well, and clear supremacy. The thing though I think is important in that movie is Godzilla would have been fine because when he, when he retreats to his underground lair to like re rejuice up, mm-hmm. they say that he's going to be asleep for like hundreds of years. Oh, but they have to like so speed he would have been fine. He would have been he would have he's essentially like running away to fight another day. Mm-hmm. It just humans would have been fucked because yeah, Ghidorah would have been the big daddy to everybody. Yeah, they really stress in this film that Godzilla is protecting humanity, even though they destroy cities in the in the midst of all the fighting and all this kind of stuff. Right. Millions of people die. <clears throat> well, maybe thousands. But um, they really stress that like, he is a savior for humanity. And because he's in this position of, like, king, the other titans, like, fall back. And they don't attack. And they don't yeah. do all these things. Do they say that he's uh, protecting humanity? Because I always took it to be sort of, like, he's kind of impartial. Like, he is just a force of nature. Where he doesn't really pick sides. He kind of just keeps order. And it's I think he's, the, he's the one that's, like, you know, these monsters can't be fucking around. Like... He's the kind of guy that keeps everything in place. I don't know if he necessarily yeah, I, has human interests. I would say probably interest. like that. It's more of like I am a, a impartial god, and it's just like if the times act up, I'm whip their ass. But if the humans act up and betray me, mm-hmm. y'all gonna get it too. Like everybody yeah. gotta show me respect. Right. And if there's not respect, you gonna know. You yeah. gonna you'll get it. So, but that means that Godzilla only has authority like as far as he can travel from the water. Like if I mean, you live, he walks on land. Yeah, but like, how far can he walk? Forever. Like he could swim forever. If he, he walk gets forever. to, like, if he gets to like the United States, mm-hmm. like he's not gonna be able to walk to like Missouri. That's far from like the coastlines. But, I mean, also he's like huge, so mm-hmm. he can probably walk to Missouri in a couple of steps, as opposed to a couple steps you give him. Like maybe like it would take him an hour. He has such a long like leg reach. Yeah, but he walks kind of, like he's got like a little shuffle. But we've also uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about <laughs> like let's he, talk about what we see in Godzilla versus. Yeah, Kong. let's do it. And before we start this, I think I should preface this in for the sake of fairness and let all of our listeners know that I'm a slut for some primates. Oh yes, um, we were stupid and we didn't do like a a, a short audio snippet before we watched the film. To like say what we thought was gonna happen, who we thought mm-hmm. was gonna win, but I think we both kind of had the same idea of what was gonna happen in terms of the film. But yeah, Damien loves primates. He loves. I mean, we went to the zoo, and Damien was like all about the monkeys. He was yeah. like, "Oh, can we wait? Can we do this? Can we watch it?" Like we, he was so excited. Jackie, about just the monkeys. forty more minutes, yeah. please. So Any, yeah. Donkey Kong, love him. 
Like he loves all the primates. So clearly, Planet of the he Apes was is probably my shit. yeah. He was probably gunning for like King Kong to to reign supreme in this film. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yes. But I like Godzilla, even though I knew. So okay. So spoilers eventually, but. I knew. Should we say that at the beginning? Because we technically spoiled like three we, movies we, thus far. We spoiled two movies. Mm-hmm. Not King of. Like, the whole spoiler. Kong just, Skull Island and two Godzilla movies. Yeah, but now. Too late. We didn't spoil the main movie yet. We're going to spoil it right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I like Godzilla. I think he has a natural advantage Godzilla's because cool. he has powers. Yeah. Like, you know, Godzilla is obviously like strong and. He's more flexible. He can like jump around on buildings. Godzilla? And he has a sorry. King Did I say Godzilla? Yeah. King Kong. Sorry, King Kong is just brutally strong, but he doesn't have powers. Whereas like Godzilla does, but then like his arm reach, where that at though? Like nowhere. Yeah, he's got a little stumpy he has a little body. Stumpy body. He's got like a corgi's he, body. <laughs> little head. But just like little big baby legs. Arms. Although got, they like, do, they do kind of. He's got big, thick Samoan legs, but just like a little. It's like a little hot dog. (laughs) Yeah, so like I, the little kid in me wants Godzilla to win. Godzilla's tight. But I kind of figured that that wasn't going to be the case. Mm -hmm. Shall we begin spoiling this movie? Shall. We shall. We shall? Okay, so I'm going to pull up my notes here. Okay. Just so that we can sort of like keep. Have a rhythm. In a rhythm. So, Godzilla versus Kong. The movie begins, I believe, with King Kong. He's being kept at a monarch facility already being observed. Right. So now that's an issue already for me. Because in Kong Skull Island, Monarch is involved in Kong Skull Island. They're the ones that sort of fund the trip to go there. Yeah. With their intention being, we have to know that we know that these creatures are out there and we have to keep a lid on them. Mm-hmm. So, like you mentioned, it opens up with Kong in his island, but he's sort of trapped in a certain perimeter of the island yes. by Monarch. Yeah. How long has he been there? We don't even know. It could be since the 70s. I think it was probably not since the 70s because I think they also mention in the film that the little girl who is deaf, mm-hmm. there was like something that happened on the island. There, It was like a, a, a natural disaster. That's bullshit to me. Yeah. Her family died in a, in a or her entire tribe or whatever died in a tsunami. To yeah, me, so I that's think... white savior bullshit to, just to start the movie off, right? <laughs> because it's like these people have lived on this island for thousands and thousands of years and a tsunami just killed them all. Like, well, we don't, that to me I is... I don't think they killed them all, but... She's, yeah, that's what well, they said. They kill her tribe. Okay. Already problematic to begin with. Please go on. <laughs> so, so he's... I can't even... What? Sorry, so... <laughs> He's trapped in this enclosed area. It mm. very much like looks like just regular island. Like they have like this faux sky, sort of like the Truman Show. Remember the Truman yeah. Show? So like, as far as like you can see, it looks like it's like a projection of the sky. But he knows that he's trapped in there. Yeah, you get the opening scene where he uh, throws a tree at the sky and yeah. it just like lodges into. Like the... I see you, motherfuckers. I know this shit's fake. I'm gonna get out one day. Yeah. And the little deaf girl, because she's deaf. She's a native of the island. She's a native of the island who he saved from the tsunami. And she was taken in by the people at Monarch. Exactly. She was, she's deaf now, so she's not scared of him. She, she, she doesn't, she's, she 
walks up to him freely and he's very gentle with her right. and we those and, people ha- they interacted with Kong like he wasn't a, a malevolent presence yeah. in their eyes it was more like they worshipped him mm-hmm. um, because she even has like a little doll that she made and it looks like him yeah so um, that's like one of the only like friends he has mm-hmm. it's really cute anyway so we're introduced to Kong outright um, then we're introduced to this podcaster named Bernie, who is a conspiracy theorist, right. and he works for the Apex Corporation, I well, believe. Well, he's embedded himself. He's embedded himself. He does. He has a conspiracy. <laughs> he has a conspiracy theory podcast about these titans. What monarch is? But not up only to. that, because he discusses like a bunch of other conspiracy. Theories. Right, but that's like his big. That's like his, his main big, thing yeah. now. Is like he's embedded himself in Monarch as a. I thought it was Apex. Apex, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're correct. Apex, which is yeah. He wants to prove and reveal, like, all the secrets goings on because, like, Godzilla lately has been acting a fool Mm -hmm. and he's been attacking, like, cities, coastal cities. Mm. When, but prior to that, you know, the film of King of Monsters, he's basically just been doing his own thing, chilling. They kind of, yeah, he sort of has not been seen for a while. Yeah, it's uncharacteristic of him to be attacking. So Bernie uh, Needlessly. So Bernie is convinced. That Apex is doing some funny business to cause this. Right. And can I just... Go ahead. One moment. Say it. The actor, Brian Tyree Henry, mm-hmm. right? I would like to crown him the inaugural... This is the first time we're going to have this on this podcast. Oh, okay. He's the, he rece- he's the recipient of the first ever Husky King Award. <laughs> because... Okay, I love he, it. He plays Brian Tyree Henry... He's all. He also is in a show called Atlanta with Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. And in that show, he's glistening with sweat. He's greasy, dripping, <laughs> like. And in this movie, he's also greasy. he's greasy, sweaty, dripping. He's nervous. And I appreciate that they just let a big boy do what big boys do. <laughs> they don't try to powder him down. They don't try to whatever. <clears throat> and he's obviously fine with that. So I'm happy with a realistic portrayal of a fellow big dog. So, so what is he, it, Husky? The Husky King Award. Husky King. Congratulations. Congratulations, Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> Much love. Much love. <clears throat> so, everyone is afraid of Zilla now. Uh, the character of Bernie is trying to... You know, figure out what they're doing. There's a big attack on the Apex building where he works. Did we say what Apex is? Apex is a terror. Well, originally they were like almost like a terrorist group, but they're now a corporation who's like running tests. They went legit. Yeah, and um, at, at the end of the King of Monsters movie, you see that um, a member or probably like the CEO or whatever of the Apex Corporation buys one of good. Uh, Gojira's uh, Ghidorah's, Ghidorah's sorry heads. Ghidorah's heads the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis commercials purchased <laughs> it's not <laughs> oh yeah he is the Dos Equis guy the younger Dos Equis not the not the older man he seems I like it he does have it. that he does have those like I'm the most interesting man mm-hmm. in the world vibes with his like accent and you his can, like fancy suits right so. you can tell he's like an old Spanish guy that's like extremely sexual so. exactly um so basically, that building is attacked where Bernie works, and then he sees like this uh, object, which Damien thought was the orca that is introduced in King of Monsters. Right. But it turns out it's actually an eyeball. Bah, bah, bah. Mystery. 
Science Theater. Ich sehe Mystery. Oh, God. So I thought, yeah, because I thought that's why Godzilla was going fucking crazy. Initially, what I thought was happening in this goddamn movie was that Apex was purposely orchestrating red flag attacks mm -hmm. using the Orca to get uh, Godzilla to attack different cities around the United States so that they can be like, well, actually, we've developed technology to fight him. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there was, a, there was a movie like that, wasn't there, where it's like a company creates... The, oh, The Boys, that show The Boys. Oh, where yeah. it's like they're creating supervillains in order to make as an excuse to make superheroes yeah That's, right so also we've also spoiled the boys for everybody great listening. spoiler alert so, <laughs> so that's what i thought apex was up to initially but apparently no mm -hmm. i mean that's sort of what they're up to but in a very roundabout very science fiction movie kind of way so since everybody's afraid of godzilla um mr dos equis we'll call him <laughs> goes to meet a doctor named dr lynn who wrote this book that was an utter failure about the hollow earth and how there's an earth inside of earth and he believes that that's where the titans came from mm -hmm. however nobody can get there because of gravity science. because of science because of science so initially and yeah. because dos equis wants to fund his trip there because Dos Equis wants to harness the power that comes from the hollow earth to somehow defeat Godzilla and make them the right. apex predators once again. This yeah. is around the time that my brain shut off. Yeah, because science. This was the least, this was the most stupidest, most least interesting part mm. of the film. But anyway, so they have to get to hollow earth, but only Titans can go to hollow earth because that's where they're from. That's where they've been born. So when you go, what happens is when you go to Hollow Earth, because it's its own ecosystem and gravitational pull within mm -hmm. our world, yep. it does some fuckery with the gravity situation where like if you were to go just raw dogs into <laughs> like through the portal into Hollow Earth through one of the like little openings or whatever. Yeah. Essentially the split between our gravity and the gravity in Hollow Earth would they say would implode your body. Which happened to Dr. Lin's bro. So he's all scared. He's like, I don't want to go. Yeah. But those like, he's just like, well, guess what? I don't always make ships that can go through <laughs> Hollow Earth. But when I do, they look like shit. Exactly. It, it looks like, like it literally looks like, like a bugs. fucking shoebox. I thought it looked like a shoebox. Like, it was poorly crafted. Yeah. But anyway, so Dosaki's man is like, I will fund your trip. Right. Go to Hollow Earth. Can you figure it out? And he's like, well, I have a friend who right. knows a Titan. Which then we introduce King Kong back into play. Right. That, yeah. Already this movie is more convoluted than it needs to be. Yeah, like, because, the because they, they think that the source of the Titan's powers come from Hollow Earth. But then it's like, not every Titan has powers in... Beyond just, like, their natural brute strength flying Yeah, abilities. like, they kind of make it... Only Godzilla well, they say is that powered Kong, by nuclear power and radiation. Right. And even then... That sort of doesn't make sense because is Godzilla f of this hollow earth or is he part of our world? Like in this reality or in this version of the film, did nuclear, did like a nuclear bomb create Godzilla or is he just a naturally occurring creature from the hollow earth? I think that Godzilla is a titan because they established that through all like the lore uh, within King of Monsters and then this film. Mm -hmm. However, I think that nuclear power like did a number on him. Right. So I think that... Godzilla existed as a titan because we do see that when we get to Hollow Earth that he existed in some form or fashion there. But I think it's not until his exposure to like nuclear radiation on Earth does that like superpower him. Right. 
and make him like the true now king. But that's how my conven- theory. How convenient. How convenient. So n- what happens next? There's so much bullshit in the story that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, so Dr. Lin goes to the Skull Island enclosure where King Kong is being kept and he asks the woman in charge of his care to like allow them to put this fucking giant gorilla on a ship. Put him on the slave ship. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection until right now. Jesus I feel like Christ, King, Kong is, King Kong is always a slave, essentially, in yeah. all the movies he's in. He's, he's always, like, taken from his home, put in shackles, people laugh at him, like, well, they don't. Nobody laughs at him except for that one yeah. bitch that gets it, gets what she deserves. Well, not her. here, but in, in... Yeah. He's always treated as, like, a spectacle. Yeah. So they decide, like, oh, you know, let's put him on a boat so we can he can be our, our lead mm-hmm. to the entrance to Hollow Earth. And then his scientist, the scientist who's caring for him is like, well, we can't do that because we keep him in here to keep him away from Godzilla. But then their still bright fucking because idea is to go on Godzilla's turf so, on the water. So, I, yeah, I think it's, it's worth mentioning at this point that the reason they're trying to keep him from Godzilla is because to avoid fights. in this ecosystem of Titans... There are what are called Alpha Titans, which are, those are the ones that will always seek supremacy. So King Kong has been classified as an Alpha, and so has Godzilla. They're the two known Titans now, so they know if these two are sort of left to their own devices, they're going to cause a fight and fuck humanity up. Yeah. So they're trying, they've been trying to avoid that. They just want to keep Kong safe and happy in his little enclosure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they still decide to take him out on the water anyway. stating that they're going to avoid Godzilla's normal routes. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Good luck with that, because obviously if he senses King Kong, no matter what, he's going to take a detour, like, whatever. They also never explain, wait, why does it have to be... Like, why does Kong have to go through this portal with us? No, because they're looking for a titan to lead them down. Yeah, but they know where the portal is. They take him to the portal. So why can't they just go to the portal by themselves? Is it that they just want Kong to be sort of like a protector? Like he's going to be our muscle in case anything goes gets fucked up? Okay, look. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's it, like, it doesn't get explained because it's a fucking movie. People suck, bro. Science and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Suspend your disbelief. This movie is already, already way too convoluted. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. Um, I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but Eleven from Stranger Things... Bill, um, Bill, Billy Brown, Bobby, Bobby Brown, Bobby jo- Millie Bobby, Bobby Joe Brown. Um, she actually uh, listens to Bernie's podcast, and she uh, she's the daughter of one of the scientists. She's the daughter from the scientist from the last movie that like fuck shit up Thanos style. Um, she truly believes that Godzilla is on the humanity side and, and and is a protector, and she believes everything the podcast is saying. She enlists the help of her friend that fat kid from deadpool 2 fire fist um and they like seek bernie out they find him hijinks ensues they go to apex (laughs) and they end up in like a fucking little uh pod similar to stupid dos equis guys bernie you never you never said before he had a pod i did say he had a pod that was like the, the first thing Ekis I said guy about has him. A pod? No, I said. Oh, I thought you meant like the travel pods. No, that they go their through. little their little travel pod does what the other ship does. That does Eki's guy is like yes, use my pod to go to the Titan. No, ship. that what they go what they go into. It's a it's a fast travel system that goes through the Earth. To, I thought it was this the the no, Hollow Earth bullshit. No, no, no. They just that's just a trans like a high speed transport system that goes through like 
the, just the surface, like under the water. That's why they went from California to Beijing, or wherever the ah, fuck they were. Yes. Because so that was take... that, that was used to transport materials for the secret, the super secret project that yeah. they were building. Damien's right. This, mm-hmm. is why, this is why we this is why we do this pod together. <laughs> One of the rare instances um, <laughs> is that this was like a high speed travel thing that they're in. When Bobby Joe Brown, Bobby Joe Brown, and <laughs> Billy Pop and Brown. Uh, Bernie. And I Fire like to call Fist, her Eleven just because 11, everybody's seen Stranger Things. Eleven, Firefist, and Paperboy are in. They're they're investigating Apex. Yeah. Bernie gets that. found out that he actually doesn't have credentials to be working there. They get chased into one of these uh, high speed transport things. And now they're being shipped off to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Then um, we have the first battle. Between Godzilla and King Kong, mm-hmm. round one, we would say. Yeah. Um, Godzilla is uh, uh, is on his way to where the ships are, um, and King Kong is a fucking sitting duck tied to this ship. They have him sedated. Yeah. It's raining. It's raining on him. Exactly. And Godzilla attacks, takes out like a whole ass ship, like Love just it. fucking slices right through, through it. Yeah, he, just he doesn't even it. get out of the water. He's just like, so oh, you think it. you're going to swerve on me? He could have done that to King Kong, technically. Like, he could have just oh, ran but he likes to fight. the water. Godzilla is definitely like a bully, sort of, in this movie. Godzilla's big homie. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to take the easy way out. He wants, like, a legit fight, you yeah. know? So he, like, completely slices the ship in half. And then, of course, he goes to attack King Kong, um, he fucking flips the ship. Yeah. Um, and then fucking Godzilla's like underwater in shackles. Unable. King Kong, King Kong. Sorry, King Kong. Sorry, King Kong is underwater in shackles, unable to defend himself. And then they do have a bit of a battle. Uh, Kong Kong uses the ships that are surrounding them to sort of jump across yeah. because he can't swim. Like Frogger. Because he's basically in Godzilla's territory. Yeah, great apes are not good swimmers. Um, he gets his ass handed to him, and then the last minute, the human beings that are uh, helping him travel—they're not really helping him; he they're fucking him over. Yeah. Um, they blow bombs underwater to sort of like startle Godzilla, so that he would let go of King Kong because he's drowning him essentially. Wasn't it? I thought that the things that they dropped—it was like bombs underwater, and then like the it was no, it the, was like the, a vibration the, thing because. Right, isn't it like Godzilla travels by sonar or some shit? So when they did that, it like he lost his sense of direction and yeah, fucked off. We're trying to get through the main plot of it, mm-hmm. and I don't think like the sciencey elements like it doesn't need to be explained. Bombs go boom, the sound echoes okay. in the water right. and throws it off. All right. Continue. <laughs> You're the one who wants. No, please go on. <laughs> so. They then, in the midst of the blast, like, King Kong's able to get away, and he climbs onto a ship, and he's tired. Like, he's almost been drowned. And then the humans are like, we should play dead. Mm-hmm. And they literally play dead. They turn off all the ships. Everything, like, kind of goes silent. And King Kong's like, oh, no, I died. And then Godzilla's like, yeah, motherfucker, you dead. You stay down. And then he just swims off, thinking, I did my job. Mm. I'm still supreme here. I'm going to go swim in another part of the ocean. Bye-bye. Obviously, King Kong is not dead. Mm-hmm. And now they have the bright idea to hook this motherfucker up to a bunch of helicopters to finally get him over to Antarctica. Uh, they use the little girl to lie to him because we do find out that she's able to sign to him and he understands. 
uh, may lie to him saying, you know, if you go through this tunnel, maybe you'll find your family and friends there because it's where your home is. Mm-hmm. And then he like bolts down there. I felt so bad for him. I was like, no, they're lying to you. Well, and he like bolts also, down the hollow earth know, tunnel. I don't know if this has uh, any bearing because this is like a science fact. So I know we're not discussing science. Oh my God, Damien. But they we're just trying to get through the main plot. Well, well, the whole thing is they mention that they don't have any fuel to bring King Kong back. So he's basically stuck in Antarctica. Yeah. Which we didn't stupid. mention before. The portal is in Antarctica. Yeah, well, now we know now. So that's the thing is like either he goes through the portal or he fucking dies because there's no way of bringing him back to his home. Exactly. Because they didn't plan well enough. So he goes through. They get into a little like shoebox doohickey plane thing. Ships that can withstand the shift in hollow earth and they make it through hollow earth is kind of beautiful it's all you know it's a it very much it looks a lot like skull island in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. a big massive jungle and while he's there um there are some epic little battle scenes of him sort of taking on some of the creatures that already exist there i thought those little battles were kind of fun because before that we kind of only see his ass get handed to him by godzilla so it's nice to sort of see him like snap a few necks guzzle some green goo out of one of the snake's heads and he's sort of just running through hollow earth you kind of see him float because you know gravity's a bit weird there so he's like floating through uh the sky and space and the mountain and then he discovers like a mountain that's sort of also like a lair Mm -hmm. he figures out how to get through it and then you kind of learn that yes that is where he originates from um he has a throne there and you sort of see that the battle between him and godzilla has happened in the past is sort of fated to happen once again but well, they're yeah, they're ancestors of fought. Yeah, and in, in Skull Island, they do mention that he, God, uh, uh, King Kong comes from like a clan of giant gorillas, essentially. Yeah, whose entire family was wiped out at on Skull on Skull Island. Yeah, so he even finds this um like I want to say an axe. Mm-hmm. It looks like an axe, and it's made up of a bone, a giant bone, and a scale. Yeah. Because, you know, like, um, Godzilla has, like, scales running down his back. And it looks like a scale of Godzilla as, like, the axe part of it. Mm. Which is a pretty cool weapon, in yeah. my opinion. Um, and <laughs> once Godzilla gets there... Sorry, once King Kong gets there, Godzilla senses Kong there. And I think it's, like, once he picks up the axe or something happens where... Then Godzilla senses that well, he puts King the, Kong is there. He puts the... Well, okay, so in the throne room, it's pretty obvious that Kong's ancestors either ruled over that land or something because there's a giant handprint yes. that's essentially a giant gorilla handprint. When he finds that axe, he there's, a, there's a thing on the floor that's essentially like a cave painting, essentially, of like whatever race Godzilla is yeah. of, of one of those creatures. And when he places the axe... That lines up with that drawing in terms of the axe handle, or not the handle, but the sharp part itself sort of fits into the ground in line with whatever that drawing is to make it seem like it's a continuation of the spines. Mm -hmm. Then the whole thing locks, it like locks into place and lights up and then Godzilla sort of senses 
Yes, yes, yes. And then, like, he literally, like, uses his um, atomic The breath, breath to blast through. And he blasts straight through him from fucking, like, Hong Kong, where he's at right now, mm-hmm. all the way down to Hollow Earth. When this happens, um, one of the... Uh, Mr. Doseki sends his daughter... We forgot to mention this. He, he sends his daughter to basically, like, when she gets there to handle business in um, collecting that energy source... So she does that and then decides that, like, she wants to take over the mission and abandon, like, the little girl. Well, that was the plan the whole time, though. Yeah, but, like, we don't know that until... They've been shady happens. from the beginning, so it was like... Yeah, well, we know that they're shady. They don't... don't sh- But I'm saying, like, this is the first time where you actually see, like, no, she's ready to kill the doctor, kill the scientist, and then kill the little girl so that she can just, like, handle business. Right, they start collecting samples, and the guy, the scientist is like, well, you can't really do that. This is, like, unprecedented. You can't just come in and start fucking things up. Yeah, but she says, I do what I want. I got the money. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to do that. Godzilla gets, sorry, King Kong gets really upset, and they start an attack. Um, The girl starts to get away, and she gets her just desserts. He literally, like, grabs her ship out mm-hmm. of the air and crushes it. Yeah, and Damien was so happy because he didn't like that bitch to begin with. Well, because it was anti It's it's it was just so um, unceremonious. Because what I think you didn't make clear was like once the scientist tells her, you know, you can't just be digging samples up and disrespecting this. This is unprecedented. We have to take our time. What are we working with here? Whatever. She orders her men to to kill all those people, like you said. Then once shit goes sideways, she's planning on abandoning them. So yeah. as they're in the middle of abandoning them, they're also because, hitting Kong. Because the reason why shit is going sideways is because Godzilla had used his atomic breath to like create that tunnel. Right. And it's like disturbed like the 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 area and the ground. There's even like these bat creatures that are flying around attacking. The world, yeah, right. Like, like it was disturbed by what Godzilla did. So they're like, fuck it, we just need to get out. We need to just go. Right. So the the Dosekis guys daughter is like well i'm gonna leave all of you i think does she like rig a bomb or some shit maybe no that's in kong's no, no. island um she just leaves. she starts hitting kong with all the firepower too shooting at him. shooting at him at this point everything's on fire the fucking cave is crumbling he like you said he grabs the thing and we're expecting this he grabs her 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 helicopter vehicle whatever mm-hmm. we're expecting this grand just desserts this yeah. whatever and he kind of just unceremoniously just yeah. And like squeezes the thing and, and it you fucking hear her explodes. Go, you hear her, her tiny voice going, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because. And it, like shakes his hand, like dusts off yeah, his shoulder. Yeah. Which is like hilarious because you would think for a villain that their death would be have so much more weight or so much more like. Well, I think it's just like. It's fitting. It's inconsequential. Like to these titans, these beasts, like they don't matter. It, it, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's fitting because like. Like in the real world, if an animal is going to kill you, it's going to kill you. It's not going to, like, what we've thought of as, like, a villain dying in terms of, like, oh, there's going to be, like, such symbolism in it, whatever. Mm-hmm. He just squeezes the shit out of her ship. And it's funny because that is a callback to Kong Skull Island where... And he, like, swats the... No, not even. When Samuel L. Jackson, he's, Kong is properly fucked up. They hit him with all his napalm. They burn him. He's on the ground dying. And Samuel L. Jackson has, like this napalm nest ready to explode Kong and he's up in his face and he's like I will kill you motherfucker you are nothing to me whatever Kong kind of just like and like just kill Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson and it's like oh this villain that's been there the entire movie that's had this like arc 
this emotional thing of wanting to kill Kong. It's just over in two seconds with Kong kind of just going... But as it like, should be. whack a mole in him, and he's dead. Yeah. I like that. Um, after Kong uh, kills uh, Dos Equis' daughter, um, we kind of jump back to what's happening above ground or in not Hollow Earth, Earth Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Godzilla was on his way to Hong Kong and arrived there um, prior to sensing uh, Kong. And he's there because they are testing uh, their... Um, should I just say it? Should I just say what they're testing? They have uh, Ghidorah's head. Skull. Skull, yeah. Uh, and they've been testing it. They're trying to create a psychic link to a human being mm-hmm. to control something. Right. We don't exactly know what that is, but we're going to spoil it for you in a second. But um, basically, Gojira's head, right? No, Ghidorah. sorry, Ghidorah's. I keep fucking it up. Ghidorah's head. Yeah. He had three of them, and they were psychically linked together. That's how they communicated. Um, so they're using that same science fiction nonsense theory of, like, we're going to also use that psychic mm-hmm. link to control this other creature. Well, what they discover is that this, even though he's dead, the skull is still giving off... The, the psychic. Yeah, the signal. The signal. So they finally have enough power now, now that they've harvested the power from Hollow Earth, to power up... The creature they've been working on. Which they send, like, via email. Like, via Google Doc. Yeah, it's, like, downloaded through a little robot. Like, the yeah, the same robot that took the Earth sample, or the sample from the Hollow Earth, uploads the information which gets sent to Apex. So it's, like, it's essentially, like, they just put it in a Google Drive. Exactly. Which is insane. And they upload it, and they create the link to power up. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Mecha Godzilla. Yep. Which was disappointing for me. They made a Godzilla Gundam. I I was disappointing for me because I thought that they were going to make a Mecha Ghidorah, which would have made more sense if they were using a Ghidorah head. I mean, yeah. And I feel like it would have been cool because you wouldn't just watch like two fucking Godzillas going head to head in this film. Instead, you'd be watching. You know, a Mecha Godzilla and, yeah. a, and sorry, a Mecha Ghidorah and uh, Godzilla, but that's neither here nor there. I think th- so. Yeah. They upload the thing, mm-hmm. and then King Kong goes up the tunnel that Godzilla himself created yeah. to go and then to go fight. And now they have this epic battle in Hong Kong. Millions die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it's so funny watching these films because it's just like. You don't really see all the human beings that this affects. In the original Godzilla movies, you do get a lot of close-ups of like everybody running and going Godzilla and yeah. like running for their lives and being scared. In this one, they don't even like touch on that. It's just like hundreds of buildings are going down. Got like King Kong is jumping across like skyscrapers like yeah. nothing. And you like you just There's don't even have of, time to yeah. think about like there are thousands of people in those buildings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Hong Kong is essentially destroyed. And I must say that for this film, the fight scenes were pretty good. Um, I wish there was more of them. Yeah, I do wish that there was more of them. But you do get a lot of that in King of Monsters. They had a lot of... They had a good daytime fight on the sea. um, And the CGI graphics look pretty good for that. And then they had this nighttime fight where if you are aware of what Hong Kong looks like, it's, like, lit up with lights. At least the city is. So you have, like, a lot of neon reflecting off of, like... 
Godzilla skin on top of like obviously like his atomic breath. So I thought it was very well choreographed yeah. for a CGI battle between two big monsters. They're, they they seem to be evenly matched in this fight mm-hmm. um, because Godzilla, uh, Godzilla, while using his atomic breath, does give him the advantage. Now King Kong has the advantage of being on land. He has these buildings that he's jumping off of, sort of like if a gorilla yeah. was using trees. Yeah. And he has the axe. Mm-hmm. Um, which we find out can be powered up by the atomic breath. So, like, there's this epic slow motion scene where, like, Godzilla is like, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to get you now with the the breath. And right. then King Kong uses the axe and sort of absorbs all of the energy yeah. from that atomic breath blast. And then he, like, knocks Godzilla out for a little bit. And gives it back to him. Yeah. But, but then in the end, Godzilla does... win round two essentially he like Mm -hmm. gets king kong on the ground and he like stomps on his poor little heart yeah and he really gives it to him and then like the little deaf girl um notes that like his heart is slowing down and once godzilla almost gives him like a respect nod like you almost got me respect to you yeah but godzilla doesn't really try to kill him it's kind of just like Get down. He just wants people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I did it. I got you. Stay down, motherfucker. Um, there's a little nod of respect. He moves on because he's sensing Mecha Godzilla again. And he's like, oh, another mm-hmm. another fight. Another big boy to take down. Which is what he was sensing initially. He's, sensing, that made him he's go essentially crazy. sensing Ghidorah. Yeah. But he doesn't know that. because I think he knows. He knows that he's sensing Ghidorah, but he doesn't know what he's coming up against. Like, he doesn't know it's well, a we also We also didn't say that that's what was... Well, that's what initially was leading to his attacks on... Yeah, the whatever Apex was working on, which we then revealed was... Was like Ghidorah. Ghidorah's, like, essence. Yeah. I think that uh, a, a Mecha King Ghidorah would have been cool. It would have been way cooler. I can see why Because they, it, it, yeah. then it makes sense what happens later that need to come together. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying, I can understand why they didn't do that. Because it would have been Ghidorah for the last movie and then Ghidorah in this movie. And they probably didn't want to double dip. I think that it would have been better as Ghidorah because what hap- we'll, we'll get to it, but um, basically King Kong is dying and Godzilla's heading towards the signal that he's sensing, which is Ghidorah's signal. Um, the doctor, Dr. Lang, decides that he's going to jumpstart King Kong's heart with the technology from that ship. He's basically using it as a, as a defibrillator. The ship itself. Yeah, and he does succeed and our boy King Kong is back for round three. Yeah, um, that was kind of my problem with with that. It, not only in this movie, but in Kong's Skull Island as well, is that like King Kong only is able to succeed because of humans' help. Whereas like we don't really see. Well, that we with Godzilla. sort of see that with Godzilla and King of Godzilla Monsters. would have been fine though. He's just like let yes, me chill for a couple for hundred the immediate, years. Like time. I guess. I mean, maybe it makes King and Kong. And then he still needed the save from Mothra. Let's not forget. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it's to make Kong a more. Um, <laughs> A more empathetic figure, where yeah. it's like he's supposed to be a little closer to us, maybe. Definitely, I think in this movie they really push the fact that you know naturally humans do feel this like kinship towards gorillas. Of you know, mm-hmm. depending on what you believe, we uh, evolved from them, and so we understand them. They they really do emote, yeah. and they do use that. They they do give a lot of personality and and emotion to God uh, to King Kong. Whereas with Godzilla, my problem with me. My, my problem with him in this film and the way they designed him was like you don't get anything from him 
And it's the same could be said for the other two movies as well. But his eyes are so tiny. And you can barely see them. Like all you see is like his little mouth. And you don't get anything from him. So it's really hard to connect with him and want to want him to succeed and want yeah. to protect him and work with him. So I, that was one of the problems I found with his design in this film. I think that that goes back to him being sort of a force of nature where it's like... You're not supposed he's to. He kind of just exists onto himself. And yeah. he's going to, you know, like it's not really... But it was it, always it doesn't nice come from to, an emotional place. It was no. nice to like when they did do the close-ups of his eyes, when he's like interacting with Godzilla in any way, mm-hmm. you got a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, but I wish there would have been just a little bit more. Um, it would definitely have helped like the little bit of human story, like, you know, Eleven and like all of them like sort of trying to protect him and help him. It's like, well, why? Like, why are you trying to do this? Why do you believe in him so much Yeah. when he's destroyed so much? He's destroyed your lives a lot of the time, too. Yeah. Um, but even, that's even the yeah, there. I mean, even though King Kong needs help in, in both movies that he's been in so far, I kind of initially was like, oh, it doesn't really make him seem like a force, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it, it does make sense a little bit. I know in an interview, the director was saying that because King Kong is sort of the last of his species in both those movies, mm-hmm. and they mentioned in Skull Island that he's young, like he's still, yeah. you know, and all he his does family. Get bigger. Yeah, his family was like, you know, annihilated or whatever. He was, he mentioned that when they were writing him, as a character, they sort of wanted to almost give the situation to be like, he's a teenager, but strapped with adult responsibilities. Like, a teenager who's orphaned and then has to sort of raise himself and figure the world out himself. Aww. So I guess that kind of makes sense, too, where it's like, well, you know, those people would need people to sort of come in and, like, help a little bit. Yeah. You know? To give him direction. Yeah. And also, you know, jumpstart his heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, finally, Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla meet mm-hmm. and they start fighting and at this point the human host that was using the 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 link the the psychic link um he's no longer a factor uh Ghidorah has with the, say, with the help say, of the power did we say surge, how like, that was like like with the help of the power surge the link between yeah. The skull and the guy, the guy's able to pilot Mechagodzilla? We already said that. Did we? I said that, like, there was a human being using the link from the head mm-hmm. to pilot the god, the Mechagodzilla. But then once they upload that power from the Hollow Earth, Ghidorah takes over completely. Oh, and the human also. host, probably dead. Probably. Um, then the Mechagodzilla proceeds, after his villain speech to Eleven and Bernie... Uh, he proceeds to then get killed mm-hmm. by Mechagodzilla again, very unceremoniously. Right, <laughs> he sort of like creeps in the background, slowly faces um, Dos Equis and then burns him up. Right. And then, of course, uh, now we have Godzilla and Mechagodzilla fighting. And Godzilla's getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, by Mechagodzilla, who looks like um, a Power Rangers Megazord thing. Kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, they got that. He definitely looks like that. The, pop, the, the Zords and and, uh, and all that stuff, they probably got that from Godzilla. Yeah. But he like, looks like straight up like that. Yeah. Like looks, his design was a little... You know what it looked like? Remember the Green Ranger had like a... Uh, Megazord. He had a Megazord, but it was like not a T-Rex, but it looked like Godzilla. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of... yeah. So they're going at it. Godzilla's getting his ass handed to him and basically needs the support of the bro that he didn't know he needed. 
Which was Kong. Well, the little, yeah, the little girl tells him, like, you know, Godzilla's not the enemy anymore. Yeah. Like, you have to team up, be friends. Mm-hmm. And Jazz hands. they both come together to be the ultimate tag team partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they start to fight uh, Mechagodzilla jointly. And then just to give Eleven and her, like... Fire Fist mis- and Paperboy. Fire Fist and Paperboy, just to give them a purpose... They're, you know, they throw a bottle of... They were trying to figure out the code to, like, weaken Mechagodzilla and stop, like, his functions. But they couldn't figure out the code because Fire Fist is not a hacker. He right. just, you know, pirates movies online. Yeah. Um, They just throw a bottle of whiskey over it to, like, fucking, like, fry the computer. That, that was humorous. I thought that was also a little bit weak as well. It, everything about the human story because is you're weak. you're going to tell me that Apex... Like that's all it takes to one take computer, out. Yeah. That's all it takes Duh. to take out like one computer. Like you didn't even make the shit waterproof. Science. You have this shit going through underwater, like uh, 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 underwater routes all over the world. Liquid. Mechagodzilla. There's not electronics a, don't mix. There's not a in. water guard or like no. Nope. It's whiskey. That's why we're not actually the apex predators. <laughs> as much as those Ikees wants us to be. Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't figured out why liquid fries electronics. <laughs> so they fr- well, yeah. they they fry the electronics the and then Mecha Godzilla is not as strong as he was before. The link is sort of broken, if you will, between the robot and the 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 skull of Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Kong and Godzilla can get the one up on Mecha Godzilla. They basically tear him apart, like yeah. by the limbs. Kong, I think, like rips his head off. Or yeah. Uh, that's that's like his kill move. Like if this was Mortal Kombat and King Kong was featured, which would oh my god, they should make a game mm-hmm. where King Kong is featured. But he's he win, too big. He wins in one move. But he he loves to like his finish him move is rip your head off. Rip the head off. I mean, it works. Um yeah, I, mean, I, I say that if you're faced with any creature, uh, rip his head off. Vampire zombies just rip the head off. That's mm-hmm. what we gotta do. That's what I do to my insecurities. You just rip the head you off. Just rip your the head off. You just rip the head <laughs> off. And you go on. You move on. So, um, they, uh, Kong and, uh, Zilla are triumphant, and then they sort of respect nod to each other. They acknowledge that they both, you know, were helpful, they could be bros, one can rule the land, one could rule the sea, and they sort of have, like, an agreement at the end of the film. Happy ending, uh, King Kong returns to Hollow Earth yeah. with his friends, like the little girl, the scientist who takes care of him, and the Dr. Lin. Well, they, they set up the Monarch facility in Hollow Earth as opposed to Skull Island. Which they should have done in the fucking first place. Well, and now that... he's free to roam, mm-hmm. and now him and Godzilla don't have beef because, you know, King Kong is just existing in Hollow Earth, running that shit, and Godzilla's up on regular Earth. Yeah. All is right with the world for real this time. Or that's is the, it? That's the movie. <laughs> So we've summarized it for you. But I didn't understand. What you? I mean, they said that so many things. They, they mentioned a few times that Skull Island is essentially the Hollow Earth coming into our world, right? Mm-hmm. So why couldn't they just take the portal from from Skull Island to Hollow Earth? Well, maybe it wasn't active anymore. Maybe because it like kind of came up, it was closed somehow. Maybe the tsunami closed the portal when it destroyed the, the island. Up? That could have been it. Yeah. I mean, also you have to remember, like these movies, 
the plot as convoluted and ridiculous as they are, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to make sense. Like, they're not the star of the show here. The star of the show is watching these two creatures battle it out. If you think too hard about all the science and logistics of how and why things happen, I it's all science. stupid. You know I love science. You know I'm a science boy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a nerd and a science boy. Yeah, love, love the facts. Neutrons. You understand gravity. And protons. Electrons. What's the difference between Jimmy you? Neutrons, <laughs> defibrillators, annihilators, acid, oxygen, acid rain, oxygen, oxidization. Oh, you're so smart. Get sexy. The smartness. I, do you think that these monster movies could benefit from kind of taking a hint from uh, their origins and being used as almost like allegories for contemporary issues? I don't think that's necessary. I don't... It's not necessary, but do you think it would like... Yeah, obviously, the even back in the day, like from like the 50s to the 70s, like Godzilla just became a fuck fest of like... Who do we want to monster? watch fight, fight now? Yeah. It's a slow cool. But do you think like that, that could benefit now? Are you a person that's like, keep your politics out my movies? <laughs> Because there's a whole swath of people that are like that. They don't want politics in their games. They don't want politics in their comic books. They don't want politics in their movies. They don't, you know. So for for a film like Godzilla or King Kong, I think it's better if it's left like light politics. Mm-hmm. Like as we described earlier with Godzilla and his films, at least the first versions of his films, like clearly those films were a result of the anxieties they felt post-war. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't drilled down your throat, you know. Right. And I think that if there's a if you can do it in a subtle manner, great. But if you literally have to jam it down my throat and have like fucking all the characters give me exposition as to why this relates to politics and like the current state of the world, I don't need none of that. Right. Because at the end of this is like I'm just here to watch these kaijus do battle. I don't need the like I don't need the human element. I don't need mm-hmm. to empathize with any of the stories of the human beings. Or, like, the deep political issues behind it. So, if it's just, like, a light metaphor, whether just in the visuals or whatever, then that's fine. But I don't need, like, a whole epic wartime story. You don't need Rodan wearing, like, a Bernie 2024 shirt? Nah. Nah. They, okay. They did a little bit of that in uh, King of Monsters where... Uh, after, sort of, like, nature evens itself out, mm-hmm. they sort of, uh, via... In the in the credits via uh, newspaper clippings, they show how the Titans are essentially like healing the Earth. You remember that? Yeah. So it's like but that's a that little bit. Of, really... I feel like that's a little bit commentary, sort of. It's like we've meddled for so long that if you kind of just let the Earth sort of like do its own thing, like it can heal itself. But see, that's like a little bit. That's a little mm-hmm. sprinkle, and you ha- you would have to understand and care enough about these issues to see that. Yeah. You know, if you're like a person who doesn't believe climate change is real like climate issues are real and you don't think that people should have basic human rights then you're not gonna get that from so then what should be what should be the next metaphysical concept that godzilla fights hmm it's just like godzilla fighting like a giant cop or like a like what like like, a a giant donald trump robot yeah or like what yeah exactly or like what monster would be like asian hate and godzilla has to fight him i don't i don't it'd be a it should be a monster that's like you know the old the really old-timey like racist uh drawings of like chinese people Uh uh-huh like the long finger and it would be like a monster that's like that (laughs) 
I think that would lean way into almost disrespectful. But guys, it was fighting it. Yeah, but I think that's just too much. Like it's just hitting the 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 head on the nail too. Like you know, it's like too literal. What about guys? Again, was... like whatever you're suggesting, and I know you're trying to do this for shits and giggles no, right not. now. No, I mean serious. Like what? No, I'm not. Jackie, I'm I feel an like the, what you're describing is like for shits and funsies. Godzilla versus coronavirus, and it's like a giant. Godzilla cell. has no. You want to have like a floating coronavirus cell. But then it's like, oh, it's Godzilla defeated. It defeated, and then they go to an underground lair, and you know what else? They find the variants, like little eggs releasing the variants, the British variant, Indian variant, all these variants. Well, I think that you should you should make it happen. Damien, if that's what you want out of your Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. you have to make it happen yourself. What other Godzilla, like, in, in looking forward? I don't think they're going to continue other... to make Godzilla movies. I feel like they were. What? I feel like the King Kong Skull Island that's and a... the, origin, the 2014 Godzilla and, of course, King of Monsters was all just leading up to the Beavis of the kaiju battle <laughs> world. All right. Be- Beavis being Batman versus Superman. Batman vagina Superman. <laughs> um, to like have these two kaiju's fight, and now, now that Godzilla, the two big right. big dogs in both in Hollywood history, film history, <laughs> and then in like this whole Titan lore have fought. Like, what else is there? Big dogs They've already like pond. established like we're gonna both coexist. You mm-hmm. in Hollow Earth, me in Real Earth, and that's it. Like, the only thing that would spark another film would be a bigger, badder. Monster, God, but yeah, but Godzilla what has bigger like, bad is Godzilla there? has like I don't I don't know math. Well, like seventy years worth of like all these villains that you can now update. It's like sixty years. I made a list of what of all the monsters I wish were in Godzilla movies. Okay, do it. Uh, number one, coronavirus. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Gamera, I would like to see. That's the dude who's the turtle, the dinosaur turtle. Okay, and he could like go inside his shell and like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> spin around a Godzilla. That would be cool. That would be dope. But I like amphibians, so I'm biased. Mm-hmm. I think Hidora would be a dope monster. You have to describe it for the people. That's the big, when you say the names, I don't even know that's what That's the about. smog monster. That he's got the eyes that are, like, sideways. and he. Oh, I remember that he one. He looks kind of yeah. like... He kind of looks like if you put Gumby inside So you're just Play-Doh. naming, like, mo- monsters that we've seen in prior Godzilla movies. I, I think would be cool. From prior Godzilla films. Yeah. Okay. I thought so, you were, like, making shit up. I thought you were going to make things up. I thought you made a list of, like, crossovers, like, Godzilla versus Hulk. No. <laughs> um, That's what so I thought you were Hidora being the smog monster, I think that could be interesting, especially in today's, like, climate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Hydra was originally introduced as a... At the time... Japan was seeing a lot of uh, an increase in air quality linked asthma, like rising and like pulmonary issues and stuff oh. like that. So, uh, Hiro was sort of a response to that, where he's the in, in, uh, embodiment of like all this toxic sludge and pollution and stuff like come to life. Mm-hmm. He looks like Gumby encased in Play Doh. <laughs> yeah. Um, another, this is the last one. Okay, no, I'm, I'm on the keep ride your, with you. Keep your britches on. My britches? Keep your britches on. I know we're like an hour and a half right now. Bi- Biolante, I think would be cool. Biolante? Biolante. The lady that uh, braids hair at Mother Africa hair braiding. Oh my no, God. I'm, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Biolante is the, it's a monster. Biolante is the, a monster which is, for, for whatever fucking reason, a scientist took Godzilla's DNA and mixed it with 
a rose. I know that sounds really fucking weird, but it's the it's a, the kaiju that looks like it's like a flower, but then from the middle it has like an alligator head and it has like tentacles. Have you seen that? You probably. I don't it. think I've seen this particular one. All right. This is this is your deep. You're digging. Well, it's you're fucking deep. Well, it's fucking cool. <laughs> And I think that, you know, whole thing with global warming, us doing uh, fucked up shit to the environment, we're killing bees. Yeah. I think that would be interesting think, to see. I think that... Or just make new monsters. Like, there's I think that they. I think that they would really have to do new monsters for film. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they took maybe Godzilla and wanted to do a miniseries out of it, like a short, like maybe HBO miniseries mm-hmm. of it. To introduce more monsters, but not make it such a like a grand epic scale kind of thing. I wouldn't. I think that. would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I think for film, I think that people are just going to be drawn towards like the bigger beasts, Godzilla, King Kong. I mean, King Kong doesn't really have enemies other than us human beings just mm-hmm. dicking him around and being awful to him. So I don't know if another Kong movie will be in the works. Um, and I don't know if they'll bring him back for Godzilla. But I, I do think that. For the Godzilla movies for today, I think they like to just make it that the human beings are like the ultimate threat to him because we just intervene and interfere and we make things worse with our own nonsense, mm-hmm. which I think you see mostly in King of Monsters where like that one uh, bitch paleobiologist mm-hmm. um, decides bitch. to, yeah, Dr. Bitch decides to like, she went from researching these creatures and like, trying to protect them and save them and, and, and research them. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I made this thing and now I'm going to manipulate them and now I'm going to destroy everything. Like, it's typically the human beings who are causing all of this. Like, it's quick to, we're quick to blame the monsters and Kong and Zilla and, and uh, Ghidorah, but it's really us mm-hmm. meddling that causes all of the issues. So I don't think that the issues you were describing, like the coronavirus or anything like any sociopolitical things today, I don't know if we can, it can be embodied in a creature Mm -hmm. because I think what the stories, what the stories of the last three films are saying is like, it's us meddling Mm -hmm. that causes our own downfall. And then Godzilla has to come in and sort of be like, oh, look, the human beings did it again. Now let me go kill this fucking beast that they awoke or mm-hmm. kill this uh fucking robot that they awoke yeah so i think it's just we're the bad guys at the end of the day just meddling and i don't know if that could be embodied by a creature i think the creatures are just at least for the newer films mm-hmm. they're just like an embodiment of like all humans meddling again yeah. you know so i mean i would still like to see godzilla versus the r word <laughs> the r word the r word What's the R word? No, the R word. I'm not allowed to say it. Oh. Damien, so, come on. I agree. I mean, humans are... Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what the commentary is in a lot of the Yeah, but the like, previous the, like what I you think described, that so like, much... well, it's a sludge monster depicting pollution, and this is the... Yeah, I know. Kind... I'm saying but gussy I'm... it up a little bit. You can make it a little more like... Oh, it's about like global warming, but not really because we need I people think, to see. I movie. think that they blew their load in King mm-hmm. of Monsters by introducing not only Rodan but then Ghidorah. And that's three monsters. Yeah, you, but there's I know, a plethora. But they picked the big bads, is what I'm saying. Is that you're describing? There's a lot of weird ones. There's, a, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're describing a lot of the more weird sort of like one shot monsters. Whereas if you're a fan of Godzilla. You know Ghidorah was a big bad. You know Rodan is a big bad. The other ones kind of fall into the mix of like 
the other 30 films that were created may not have been taken as seriously as the others, you know? Yeah. So I think they blew their load by introducing both of those big bads in that film and then having them both die. Well, no, Rodan survives. But having Ghidorah die and then sort of half bringing back Ghidorah as a yeah. you know an entity for the Mecha Godzilla. So yeah. it's going to be hard to create another foe for a new Godzilla movie if they chose to make it. Unless we're going to make it that Godzilla's like legitimately bad. You could like he goes off the fucking rails then, for whatever reason. And he decides, "Oh, it's humans that are the problem." And then he like But it's then actually who are we going to bring in to to rescue everybody? Are we going to like pull King Kong out of Hollow Earth and hope that he's like buffed up enough to like he did get beefy in this one. Yeah. He but really... like, you know, he gets even beefier, like fighting all those monsters in Hollow <laughs> Hollow Earth. Yeah. Or maybe like he may Just he comes training. back with like a fucking like He's got prison tattoos. Not prison tattoos, but I was gonna say like he comes back like wearing like the skulls of the dead. Cool. Like as like armor. Like a Planet Hulk type thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. So did we like Godzilla and King Kong? I liked it I liked for what it, it was. Like not harping too much on like the science and all the like human mm-hmm. stories that really don't matter. I thought that the battle scenes were of quality. Could there have been more? Yes. I thought it was very predictable that at the end Kong and uh, Zilla were going to have to come together and fight a bigger bad. Um, that was very I, predictable. Yeah. Did I tell you that I already knew Mechagodzilla was going to be in it? Yeah, because Funko ruins everything. Well, I didn't. Not even. No, not through Funko. But, but it, like it toy was, creators. It was something. Yeah, something on Instagram where it was like I follow some feed. Uh, like when new toys come out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, Mechagodzilla. It was literally, I think, like the day after it came out, which is like, oh, good. There was speculation that Mechagodzilla was going to be in it from yeah. way before, but it's like it wasn't confirmed. Lie to me. Saw like, I like merch. I like the tease. I think that. There's, like, no way to balance um, releasing of merch because you have the example of uh, Mandalorian, for instance, right? Where they held off on Mm -hmm. creating any actual real merch for Mandalorian. And then once um, Baby Yoda, as we came to call him, was introduced... big B-Y. There was no merch. There was no toys out yet. There was no shirts out. So then it allowed a lot of artists like independent artists to start creating shit and make that money but then like the company then lost out so then you have all these companies who are like i want to make money off of this uh you know property when do we release our toys and like they just blow their load and they blow the movie too because if you follow these toy companies then you're like fucking scrolling through twitter or instagram then you're like oh great now i know that like for instance Kong is gonna have a uh, an axe at some point. Well, that was in the com- that was in the trailers. Yeah, but I rescind. By the way, I know before it we started before we started watching the movie, I was kind of a little bit uh, salty that they had to give King Kong a weapon to fight Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He does use uh, weapons in Skull Island. First of all, all right. He we all know whatever that, that his we all know that monkeys use tools. Yeah. So like whatever, I'll give you that one. Yeah. And then in Skull Island, he, he uses trees to stab things, mm-hmm. and then he also there's the scene where he sort of gets knocked into these old ships, and then he kind of does a little God of War thing where he like wraps the chains around his wrists and like does a little yeah. like God of War shit, Kratos mm-hmm. spin. But Funko is like notorious for ruining movies. Like that's why I just mentioned them because they're used. I I used to be like in the Funko game. I'm not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. But why, why? they are notorious for ruining movies or shows because they come out with toys that will be major plot points of the film. Like what? 
Like, for instance, before I had even, like, deeply watched the first version of the uh, Godzilla King Kong trailer, I saw a release, like, a, a an image of what was uh, one of the Funko toys of King Kong that was going to be released, and it was the, the image of the axe. And I had it. Oh, so you knew from before. Yeah, like, I hadn't even seen the, the real, tra- like, the fully extended trailer yet. So then I was like, oh, great, now he has an axe, and I know that. Is there anything else in this room? Other that movies or of? just for Godzilla? No, for other movies. Um, some plot points for like uh, Avengers, I would say. Really? Marvel stuff. Um, oh, they've gotten better, but they still do it. They still ruin stuff. Um, yeah. Whether it's just like outfits, mm-hmm. like oh, uh, now I know if there's gonna be an upgrade update to the outfit because yeah. they just ruined it, or weapons, or even movie moments. They like to do that sometimes, and they do will ruin things for me. And like I know it's like maybe my fault because I didn't watch the trailer quick enough or whatever. But it's like yo, calm the fuck down. Like yeah, wait till like the week of or after when the movie releases. Give the people some time to enjoy the content well they probably try to do it so that it's out like in time for the movie right so it's yeah but still i don't like it i don't like spoilers i like now that especially with the pandemic happening and a lot of people viewing at home Mm -hmm. that companies will literally be like no spoilers till monday i noticed it a lot with uh you know uh scarlet witch um and the vision their show that they had um on disney plus like, I would see posts from a lot of the uh, nerdy news outlets saying, like, you know, no spoilers till Monday. We, we're we not going to talk about the, the episode till Monday. Give people the weekend to watch. And I respect that. Please do more of that. All companies. All, all you nerdy YouTubers out there, Instagrammers who like to talk about shows. Give me till at least Monday. I, I got business. I got podcasts to record. Yeah. I got My Hero and Nine Day Fiance to watch. Give me time. At least till Monday to enjoy my new episode of my show or the movie that just came out on HBO Max for streaming. Yeah, I please. Agree. Thank you. People That's that my don't. PSA. People that don't mind spoilers are fucking weird. I like. I I don't mind. I don't spoil things for people. Like people are always constantly. Oh, what happened? I'm like, you gotta watch the show. You gotta watch the movie. I'm not spoiling it for you. I I'm not very easily surprised by things that happen in movies. Like, I can predict the plot and, like, halfway through a film, I sometimes have to, like, stop myself from, like, leaning over to Damien and being like, oh, I know what's going to happen now. Or this is what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because I can often kind of, like, I see the what's happening with the editing and the writing and the, like, whatever. So it's like, I can figure it out. You're a genius. So, not that I'm a genius, but I just film very seldom do I get surprised by anything. So... It's nice to not have the addition of spoilers in my life. Yeah. So I've often find myself having to like not go on Instagram over the weekend too much or whatever because like I don't want the spo- to be spoiled like the new episode of like My Hero for example. Like yeah. I-, I would like to just enjoy it for myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to know shit about anything. I like to to know as little as possible at the movies. That's why even shit where people do like trailer breakdowns. When they were like, okay, like they just released a new X Men trailer, and we're gonna like, kind of take apart every moment of this movie. Well, if you see in this still, there's kind of like yeah. a weird guy in the background that could possibly be Toad. It's like I don't need to know. Yeah, like, I don't like that. That that's like a, a, a level of nerd that I have not reached. Mm-hmm. I love watching analysis about film and shows after I've seen them, like after it's all been, you know. Whatever, I'll watch that all day, but I don't need a trailer breakdown. I don't need to think too much about it beforehand because it's like, 
chances are I'll figure out the plot of the movie mm-hmm. very quickly. Right. So that's another PSA. Um, I don't need trailer breakdowns in my life. Let's enjoy, let's just enjoy the film as much as we can. Let's do it. And I think we enjoyed Godzilla vs. Kong. I enjoyed it. Oh, there would be more. I don't think that's going to happen. There's going to be more. Look, can we also just say, like, everybody needs to know the relationship. That Jackie likes to ruin my dreams. I don't, oh my god, no so, I don't. I just have a more realistic perspective of things. And Damien likes to, like, think I don't know of the about. most, like, crazy things and hope that they happen and i want him to stay grounded i should write hollywood movies because i always think of better things you know who i really felt bad for i know your dad is super like knee deep into nerd shit i felt bad for him when i went to go see the joker movie and after the movie he leans over to us he's like this version of joker is going to be the most relentless yet and he didn't say relentless my dad doesn't use or whatever the fuck why 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 we gotta get caught up in details ruthless maybe i don't know no yeah, something like that. He's a... But I was like, then we both had to be like, oh, no, no, no. This is the only one. Oh, yeah. Like, There's he no was more. like, he, in his mind, I think he thought that he would get introduced into the future DC Joker universe cinematic universe. Films, and we had to be like, nah, this is a one shot. This is so like bad. the taxi driver of, of Joker movies. And he He's not coming like, back. And he kind of just looked down. And he was like, oh. Yeah, my dad, like, he's into nerd shit, but like, not... In an analytical sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my dad loves, like, the fucking Fast and Furious movies and, like, John Wick and, like, Underworld at face value. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need he doesn't need to think about it beyond that, you know, like, or the Avengers, for instance. Yeah. So, I wouldn't <laughs> um, say that he's, like, in the life and he wouldn't understand, like, if it's Joker, not then like, he has to fight Batman. Not like, like you and me. Yeah, nah. But like for him, like his mind automatically like Joker. Then oh no, there has to be like some kind of connection to the Batman or the Justice League in the future. And it's like I think it's very hard for him to like wrap him wrap his mind around the fact that it's like no, this is more of like a psychological portrayal of the Joker. It's not for like future. It's like a yeah, it's a character portrait. Yeah, it's not a future like explosions big like justice league dc yeah. type film so um that's my dad should we include this in the podcast i don't know yeah because i mean we we're talking about how you said that there's your opinion is that there's not gonna be any more godzilla movies oh and i was just like trying to keep you grounded i'm trying to keep damien mm. grounded is what i was trying but to you're also making it seem like i live my life like I hope there's another Godzilla Yeah, but you're also movie. trying to make me seem It's been a hundred like days horrible... since there was a Godzilla movie. You're also trying to make me seem like I'm this horrible person that's just like, it's never going to happen, Damien. Whatever. I'm just trying to say, like, you're trying to make me seem like the bad guy here. It's like, no. Just realistically, based off the path that these three movies took, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be another There might Godzilla not be. But if there's ever. not, if there's not, I continue to live my life. Yeah, exactly. I never, said, I never said you were going to be in a fucking corner crying because, you know, con- there's no new Godzilla slash Kong movies. I'll continue to buy the dip and purchase GameStop stock, and I'll continue in the NFT game. My life will go on. <laughs> My life will continue. Whether or not there's a Godzilla movie. And you can that- find us at Trashman Kids on Instagram. Me, Damien Rivera on Instagram. 
Jackie's a ghost. She's got no Instagram. No digital trail whatsoever. Don't even Google her name. She's not on there. She's off the grid. You can email us. Why are you what's, yelling? What's the email? Childbekids at gmail.com. At gmail.com. What other stuff? We have a contribute button. Support link. Support link. If you hit the link in our bio, or if you listen to us via Anchor, you can check that support link. You can give us as little as a dollar. Is that really that much nowadays? Like, you've been holding up all this time. It's a hard time. Listen. But if you'd like to support us, we'd appreciate it. But the true form of support is sharing our podcast with your friends and family, all your nerdy peoples out there. Let them know that we exist. Mm -hmm. Like our photographs. Comment. uh, Subscribe. Follow us. That is a true form of support. And that is it. That's That was our podcast for today. Yeah, we have one more announcement to make, though. Surprise. Okay, I posted the Football Olympics a few days ago. I never put a deadline. Deadline is going to be April 21st. So you have until April 21st to get your shit in, do all the, the, the hassle on the Football what Olympics. What if we don't and get, get any fu- submissions? I mean, we're probably not because people, like, you know how they are. You know how ear, everybody in, in, in uh, podcast land, earmuffs. Jackie, you know how these people are. <laughs> You know exactly how these people are. Well, yeah. So you have up until April 21st to submit your FUPA challenge, if you so choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Those are all the major announcements. Tag us. Like us. Yeah. Because we like you. We love you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so we hope you have a great day. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. <laughs>